The Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast brings you a unique view of Mesa through its vibrant business community and the subjects that are important. The podcast is produced in the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Media Studio, sponsored by the University of Phoenix. Our podcast is hosted by Mesa Chamber of Commerce CEO Sally Harrison. Please enjoy this episode of the Mesa Chamber Inside Business Podcast. My name is Sally Harrison, and I have the pleasure of having our guest, Jay Larshide with Apache Wells Country Club, here with me to talk about all things golf. Thanks, Sally. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of course. Jay's a longtime friend and chamber member, and we've got a lot to talk about. And if you're in Arizona, what, what could be a better topic than golf? Absolutely. <laughs> I know it's your favorite. That's right, it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, okay, so talk about Apache Wells Country Club, which, uh, gosh, I mean, there's food, beverage, golf, lessons. Talk about all that. It is. So, um, you know, Apache Wells Country Club has been around in Mesa for a very long time. Um, it's been around since approximately the mid-60s. So nobody knows. So nobody knows, right. <laughs> kind of like the chamber. We don't know. That's right. Um, you know, the members bought it in 1980. And, uh, and from that time, it's been, it's been a run and facilitated by them. Mm-hmm. Um, 2009, we built a brand new clubhouse. So uh, it's a great spot. We have, um, so the golf course is a par 61. I'm sorry. The golf course is a par 72, it's 6,100 yards, and it's very playable, a lot of fun, um, a lot of good holes out there, uh-huh. kind of a traditional golf course, mm-hmm. um, a really nice layout, very uh, playable for players of all ability. Uh-huh. And, and it's beautiful. It is beautiful, yes. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who don't know, it's um, it's off of like Higley and McKellips uh-huh. between uh, McKellips and McDowell, uh, just off 56th Street. We do have a very vast food and beverage operation. Um, yes. I ate lunch there a couple of weeks ago with Bob, and oh my gosh, I had the best sandwich ever. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, and so this time of year, we've, we've got some offerings, but as we start to go into season, we have um, really specials every day. We have a full menu, and... Um, we have, you know, Friday night fish fry, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Wednesday nights, we have um, liver and onions, which not a big liver and onions fan, but we come out <laughs> of the woodwork for it. And I've heard it's the best around, so that's wow. good to hear. Okay. Um, I'm not sure I've ever heard anybody really get excited about that. I know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but there's, and, and there's stuff that, that, that is really happening every night in the, in the food and beverage operation. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a very large uh, meeting space, uh, yeah. or Apache Hall is what it's called. Uh-huh. Seats upwards of, uh, in the area of 250 to 300 people. Wow. We do uh, Wednesday night karaoke in there, mm-hmm. uh, which is a huge hit. And uh, we going into season, so we'll do live music on Thursday nights. Um, there's a gentleman who's been around the East Valley forever named uh, Mark Lucas. Uh-huh. Mark Lucas and the Rhythm Cats. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, funny thing is, I had two people come by today right before I, I left that had been that had been following him for years, and wow. they thought they lost him. Oh. And heard he was our, our place. They came in with his you know, little card that he gives out, uh-huh. and uh, and 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 uh, they were ecstatic. They're going to get to see Mark again. That's very cool. So 
right now Mark's playing on Sundays, uh-huh. every other Sunday, and um, you know we do a buffet with it. Uh-huh. And that's and open to the public? Open to the public. You can buy tickets at therhythmcats.com, I think it is. Okay. And then once we start to go into November, we're going to have them on Tuesday nights. Wow. And the same thing. Every other Tuesday, we'll mm-hmm. have him. The schedule will be on his website. You can go ahead and uh, and purchase your tickets there. Uh, there will be a food and beverage option with it, which will be a, a buffet. Uh-huh. Uh, those are going to be shows. Right now, we have dances. Um, but the shows uh, will just basically uh, more like a concert. Okay. So and you have karaoke. We have karaoke on Wednesday nights, which <laughs> which uh, Roger and Deb do it for uh-huh. us. And uh, and it's, it's, it's great fun. I mean, they come out of the woodworks for it, so. So talk a little bit more about the meeting space, because when I came out to visit you, you talked about having, like, this full um, AV capability that's already there. Correct. Uh, And and, and I will say they... When they built it, they they did a great job with mm-hmm. it. We have um, you know a, a screen that drops down. It's you know, hooked into to all all the sound equipment, um, and and it just it really is a, a provides a great opportunity for people to have have their meeting in there. You That's know, great. and and it's uh, uh, kind of sets off to the side of the of the clubhouse, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a standalone area, right? Per se, although it is connected to the clubhouse, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, it just it's a it's it's a good spot to to come out and, and you know hold a meeting of some sort. That's wonderful. So talk about the course again. Talk about uh, what that looks like. Is it open to the public? And if someone wants to become a member, how do they go about doing that? So we are a country club, so we do have members. Mm-hmm. And you know, I like to, and and a lot of them are seasonal. A lot of them are snowbirds. A lot mm-hmm. of them are from. Canada, and we're we're hoping our Canadians are going to be able to get uh, down to see us um, this winter. Last year, uh, they weren't able to sure. with COVID. Um, so, you know, I like to explain it more as so from like November until like the end of April, we're pretty much private. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do have times available. It's kind of spotty though. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do do shotguns. We do an eight o'clock shotgun and a twelve thirty shotgun. Oh, nice. So when those don't fill, then we do op- open up that space for, uh-huh. for outside play. But ba- but from May until we close for overseeding, which we're going to close this year, October 4th, for overseeding, it, it's open to the public. You can purchase, you, you know, your tea times on our website. Uh-huh. Uh, we do use a lot of the same, you know, booking portals that a lot of places do, sure. the golf nows and stuff. Uh, and it, it's, you know, ex- you know, extremely playable. It's you know we're thirty three dollars right now, which includes your cart in season. It's it's even at that it's in the you know sixty five to seventy dollar range. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's very affordable sure. and and it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Well, you've been in the East Valley at a variety of courses. I mean, you do get around. Uh, tell us how you've seen golf grow in our area. You know, golf itself uh, in just in just well, golf in general has grown. It continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, even even outside of COVID, yeah. I mean, you know, you can you, you heard stories all along that golf was really um, it, it kept losing players. Um, I'm not sure that was exactly factual. You know, I was I was at Longbow a very long time, mm-hmm. saw that facility grow. Um, you know, through events and through um, you know uh, the 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 outlets that we use to promote the facility mm-hmm. and and the things that the, that that have happened now at Longbow are fantastic. The business park is spectacular, mm-hmm. and, and I'm very happy for everybody over there because that was a huge vision mm-hmm. that that everybody had there, and it's just a great asset to the East Valley. Yeah. Um, and then, but I was there 15 years, and I and I saw it from, you know, uh, 
the key to golf is trying to to it's got to be playable. It's got to be open to players of all ability. It's got to be um, an environment which is welcoming and friendly. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's what the East Valley is about. That's awesome. I mean, it's not. Um, you know, there are uh, areas within the valley which which potentially might be said that they don't have that mm-hmm. reputation. But you, you come to the East Valley for golf, and I think that you're gonna you know have that experience for that 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 you're gonna want. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned COVID. Um, you know, COVID impacted a number of professional and retail businesses. How did COVID impact the golf business, and do you think it's going to change? Well, you, you know, and I can I can tell you, um, golf uh, golf really grew through the go through COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those deals. It was outdoors. Yeah, um, it gave certainly something, helped. Right, right. It gave something for everybody to do, mm-hmm. and. You know, we saw people showing up at the driving range that, you know, those golf clubs never hadn't made it out of the garage for years because <laughs> they had nothing else to do. Sure. And it kind of re-energized the business. You know, rounds were up um, and and instructional programs were up. I mean, uh, at my previous facility when I was at Sunland Springs, our, um, our lesson programs grew immensely at Apache Wells. You know, we have, have um, you know, full teaching programs there. We do a Saturday morning clinic, which is, uh, you can come in, sign up for it. Um, it's, you know, $10. And, uh, but, um, but golf itself really, you know, you know, those of us who are in the business joke, it was, it, it was, it was the best grow the game initiative that ever happened. <laughs> and we had, and we actually kind of backed into it, you know, but. Now the key is to be able to keep the hook, uh-huh. is to be able to set the hook and keep sure. people. And that comes from experience. That comes from from engaging them, giving them opportunities to play. It's got to be affordable. Mm-hmm. Everybody always talks about affordable. Right. Um, it's 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 got to be something where they can still bring their kids to and the, and and do it as a family. Mm-hmm. And um, and so those are the challenges we have right now in in retaining those quote-unquote old new golfers that mm-hmm. we've gotten. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, talk about how you got into the golf business and changes that you've seen over the last few years. Um, you, you know, I tell people, I mean, every job I ever had was in the golf business, so I've pretty much done it all. Did um, you grow up golfing? I did. My dad was a, was a, was a big, um, he loved to play. Uh-huh. And, and uh, from as long as I can remember, I had a golf club. You know, I grew up in the middle of... <laughs> Uh, South Dakota on a farm, and, and we would, you know, hit balls around the yard, and and there was a you know little nine hole golf course that that uh-huh. you know we'd go play in the mornings, and he loved to play, uh-huh. and uh, and and he introduced me to the game at a very early age, and and you know I I worked, and I was mowing greens when I was fourteen years old, oh, and, wow. and at a at a little local golf course there, and I uh-huh. kind of worked into my, in in um you know. Uh, up through the different departments, uh, you know, worked at a public golf course as uh-huh. a starter, and worked in the golf shops, and then um, you know, uh, you know, everybody loves to play. I love to play. You know, really? Yeah, I know. I'm shocked. Right? Um, you know, at some point you gotta, you know, you gotta figure it out that that you know, there's probably other things out there to do than play golf. So, um, <laughs> but I you haven't some, figured that out yet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, you know, I had a great opportunity. You know, I'm, 
moved down here in 1986 from South Dakota. I uh-huh. had a friend who worked at McCormick Ranch, and, uh-huh. and he got me a job working outside service. And, cool. And I worked my way up to head golf professional there, and then I, I was um, ended up... Uh, you know, landing at, at Longbow when it was still owned by Boeing mm-hmm. and as nice. their head golf professional. And then Bob came in and bought the golf course and, uh-huh. and, um, you know, I became general manager and, you know, it just, I didn't of, know about Boeing owning that before Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. The original no golf idea. course was built in 97. No idea at all. Yeah. Bob bought it. We closed in, uh, we closed in, uh, June of 2001 and reopened in May of 2002. I learned so much through our podcast. Yeah. That's very cool. So, um, but you know, and, and I've been very blessed because I've had some great opportunities. I worked for some great management companies. I worked for OB sports for a long time mm-hmm. and I work for touchstone golf now, which is, which has been fantastic at Apache, at Apache Wells. And, and, um, you know, so I've been very blessed. Um, how the business has changed, my job itself has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, the golf business has become a business. I mean, the days yeah. of the club pro, you know, playing, you know, three days a week with the members <laughs> and giving a bunch of clinics and lessons. And, you know, that just, it, unfortunately, it, it, um, that's, that's, that's not, yeah. you know, where it is now. Now sure. it's, it's, you know, bottom line and spreadsheets and, and you know, um, <laughs> you know, growing the game and, you know, rounds in revenue and stuff. And that's fine. Um, but, but it has changed immensely. The, the business model of golf has changed immensely. And, um, uh, you know, you know, so I, I mean, I tell a story where, where everybody knows or has heard of, of the St. Andrews golf courses, old course and and new golf course. Um, shortly after those courses were built in the 1800s, they built this, they built this, um, course called, uh, uh, the Juniper, I think. And it was built so juniors and ladies had a place to play. And I always say, even in the 1800s, they were looking at ways to get more people involved yeah. into the game. And, and so... That's cool. Um, but, but so our model has changed. That's uh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, so I read for the past two years, you were president of the Southwest Section PGA. Talk about that organization because I don't know enough about that. So, um, so I'm, I'm a class A PGA member and it's, it's, um, uh, you know, we're, we're, our expertise is basically the game of golf. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear there are, there are golf professionals and there are professional golfers. <laughs> professional golfers are the guys who, you know, make $15 million on Sunday, uh-huh. you know, and then there are, are, are professionals of the game and that's, the, and, and that's who we are. Uh-huh. We're members of the PGA of America. And so, um, through that time and, and, um, you know, I served on the section board for a number of years. Uh, you know, there's 28,000 PGA members and associates in the country and there's 41 sections. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our Southwest section consists of Arizona and, um, and then Las Vegas. And so we have about 1300 members and associates here in our section. Okay. And so, um, you know, like all associations, you have a board and you have officers. And, and so um, I've had the pleasure of uh, serving the last two years as president of the Southwest section. So I represented them on a, a national level and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, That's like, cool. yep, in my, in my spare time, <laughs> in my spare time, I did that. So, so what did you guys do for fun? Play golf? <laughs> um, you know, there, there was, um, you know, there, there was some golf involved. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's a lot of, you know, um, uh, you know, education, uh-huh. uh, our section does have tournaments, 
Um, you know, we do have a mission statement of, of such mm-hmm. uh, where our job is to is to grow the game mm-hmm. and serve the member. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as part of that, we do have a foundation, Southwest Section PGA Foundation, which um, we've actually recently um, been doing some work with Alice Cooper and his foundation. So Very we're cool. trying to have a collaboration between ours and theirs and, mm-hmm. and with a golf with with the hook of golf mm-hmm. and he's going to help us with some stuff and we're going to help him with some stuff so. he does like to golf so he no does yeah. yeah he does he, he, right he does like to play <laughs> so but uh but no that's been a great partnership uh, cool. and it's 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 just starting so so really excited what that's going to bring well that's very cool so when you started at apache wells you gave me a call and said you wanted to join the chamber and we appreciate that because we have a long long-term relationship with you personally why did you want to join and tell me what expectations do you have of us <laughs> you know i think that that the reason for joining was um was i wanted to make the community aware of, of apache wells mm-hmm. and i'm not so sure that that had happened previously mm-hmm. um i wanted to make sure that the community was aware that that you know we're there for them, mm-hmm. and that uh, we can anything we can do to assist with them. You know we're we're open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being a good um, a good partner within the community is important. I think even aside the business measure of it, I th- I think that that when you're in um, a city like Mesa, uh, partnerships are 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 vital to yeah. everybody's success. And, yeah, and, I agree. And I think it's greatly important. Mm-hmm. And and I think the chamber's done a fabulous job. Thank you in, very much. In, in drawing the community into that avenue. So, but but that was the first thing I looked at mm-hmm. when I got there. I opened, I I pulled up the chamber website, and I'm like, Why how come I'm not on here? How, how come I'm not? <laughs> yeah, and it was easy. I just had to start with the A's. So, <laughs> but uh, um, but I'm like, why aren't we on there? So yeah, I reached out and said, hey, how can we? You know, I mean, how can we? be part of this and 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 the, you know expectations is are are just you know we can be there for each other mm-hmm. i mean you know how can we help you guys and you know you know what can you do for us and you know whether it's a, a promotion here or there or, or you know if you can you know i know we talked about uh, bringing out some groups to mm-hmm. you know doing some clinics or or you know getting some people on property it really is a nice property it i is. mean it's yeah it's um um like i said it's it's uh and and the members are very proud of it and they should be yeah, I mean it's it's come it's come a long ways. They the you know the clubhouse is extremely functional. It's nice. Um, the golf course is great, and uh, and and the members they are 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 really um, uh, they're um, you know they're they're uh, they're friendly and they're welcoming, and and so it's important. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good. It's good that you've you've gotten engaged, and we look forward to working with you and helping you. So. How do people get a hold of you? What's your website? Um, our website is ApacheWellsCountryClub.com. Okay. And then my contact information's on there. Okay. Uh, you know, any special events, J.J. Mitchell is our uh, director of food and beverage. You can reach out to her. Okay. Um, you know, we do have uh, a pretty vast social calendar this coming season. But there's Sounds always like room. it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're bored and if you and if you live in Apache Wells and you're bored, it's your own problem. <laughs> I, mean, I well, always say that. And it's open to the public, so the rest of us it can is. take advantage of that, right, too. Right, right. You know, and we do sell social memberships, too. Oh, okay. Uh, so, um, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks, and it gives you, uh, because there are times where we where where we uh, will sell out. I mean, so, like, the food and beverage 
a lot of those components and special events reservations are required so we will sell out so being a social member gives you a little bit better preferred window uh -huh. to sign up than the public okay. it gives you a discount in food and beverage good to know so yeah and you don't have to live in the uh, community in order to be a social member very cool all right. Well, thanks for being here today. Well, thanks, thanks for, for all me. the information. And I, it sounds like maybe in a few months we should do this again because it sounds like there's always something new going on. Love to. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again. This has been a Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. You can find all podcast episodes at iTunes, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org. Content of this podcast is copyright the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, unless otherwise noted.